It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast with Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, hey, oh. Uh, hey, I'm freaking Beetlejuice and shit. You remember that movie? Oh, I thought you were doing Daylight Come. Why didn't you do that? Because that's from Beetlejuice. i never seen Beetlejuice. Isate, Isate. There's a whole dance number with the ghosts on the stairs. Well, Beetlejuice 2's coming out, or well, then it's going to be made. The joke was lost on you, because he never at any point in the movie goes, hey, I'm freaking Beetlejuice. <laughs> it was totally lo- lost on me. I've never <laughs> seen it, but I was excited to sing Daylight Come and I Want to Go Home, but we'll do that on the other side. Isate. Um, This is not Beetlejuice. We got you. Gotcha. Not Beetlejuice, you sons of bitches. Now you're in for the best goddamn podcast of your life. You thought you were going to watch Michael Keaton's fourth best movie? Think again, you son of a bitch. You think you, you thought you were going to listen to hot, young Winona Ryder? Pre-theft? Pre-scandalous downfall Winona Ryder? Oh, like Heather's era Winona Ryder. Ooh-wee. So her peak. Her, her peak. Oh, yeah. And she she was a, probably dating Johnny Depp at the time. She's got a couple of peaks, if you know what I mean. I'd like to hit the slopes. Back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to do blow? <laughs> her, 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 her boobs. Boobs, okay. Because I'm used to, uh, yeah, people always, that's, that's the worst cocaine term when you're at a bar and someone goes, uh, hey, do you ski? And you're like, I'm not giving you coke. Even if I had any, I'm not, I don't know you. I'm a f- I hate nicknaming shit. We're adults. I am a firm believer. And people will tell me, they're like, oh, do you do white girl? You do, oh, we got some China. Oh, listen, I'm like, just ask me quietly if I would like to do cocaine. Or do the move where you just pull the bag out and go, ew, or something like that. And then, you know, you, it's like the draw the circle and you, you know, or say penis something joke. Funny, you, just, like, you just flap the bag and that's all you need. A visual presentation of what you have. Dudes will be like, this one time I was at a bar and this guy, he just pulled his keys out and he goes, these smell funny. I'm going to check it out in the bathroom. That's, that's good. A, that's a that's, funny one. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I remember one time somebody got mad at me because the, 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 I, I sniffed too loud. Keep in mind, these are all just characters we play. And if I did, I, I haven't done it in years, folks. Oh, Sniffles, yeah, Sniffles. F- well, it's sniffles like, sorry, McGee, I'm not a professional. Yeah. Like, there's clearly three dudes in the handicap stall. Like, what's the point of sniffing quietly? Fucking, are you guys doing drugs in there? We walked out, and the girl's like, are you guys doing fucking drugs in there? And just the chick behind her in line just went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, uh, learn how to be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, but don't be like, hey, dude, oh, you want some of these special blub? It's like, just say, Hey man, you know we're, we're gonna go do some fucking lines. We're, you know what I mean? I was uh, doing comedy. I don't care if it's a child's birthday party. And I've had nine modelos. And during the show, a comic just turns around and goes, uh, "Hey, you want to buy some blow?" <laughs> and I just my response is like, "Where were you six years ago, man?" Yeah. Or, uh, I would have loved to, or whatever I said, something along those lines. And he just goes, "Oh yeah, I'm just kidding," and turned around. Don't pull, don't get bashful. No, you weren't kidding. What am I? I'm not going to go telling you. It's not like I'm going to say your name on the podcast or yeah. something. Yeah, we're not going to say your name, Dave. We got a we got a hot pod. Let's get into it, folks. Um, you guys know the deal. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing, finger blasting. The yin and yang, contemporary court of the common era. That's it. Contemporary. Oh, I added another C. The contemporary era. Contemporary kangaroo court. Contemporary kangaroo court. Of the common cocksucker. We'll work on it. Yeah. We're well, almost there. We got um, 
We got hoes and we got goes. You guys know the deal. This is episode, what, 180 fucking one, 182? We're on a hot streak. Oh, shit. We're just picking up steam. Rolling. We got a back catalog now. We might have to throw this behind the paywall, make you pay for the archives. You know what I mean? This is the Bible. You might have to go pay for the Torah. Who knows? But um, I So we a... have a place by the Gideons version and then a you have to pay version? Yeah. All and right. it's and it's guarded by the Archangel Michael. Because he's the only one who can get up here fast on top of the Capitol Records building with his big angel wings. I think he's got. Too bad John Travolta ruined. I can. I can't think of anything but uh, an angel in overall smoking a cigarette. I can't think <laughs> Michael of Michael just yeah. I can't think kids of the, in a cornfield. The biblical version. <laughs> yeah, not the cool Michael who had literally like a sword made out of flames. It's it wasn't a sword that was like engulfed in flames. It was a sword made of flames. So he was holding literal flames. Yeah, or at least a blade. I imagine. I don't know. It's been a while since I read the Biblia. But you guys know the deal. Adios míos is de hogo. <laughs> First story, hot out the gates. Oh, we got sound issues. Guys, we're working on it. We got a mixer problem. We got a cable issue. But it's all... Uh, some guy came in here. Um, I owed him $846,000 for a horse bet that went south. I thought I had a lead. Thought I had an in, but uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's neighbor was apparently lying to me. He seemed really confident. I don't think he knows any jockeys at all. No, no, unfortunately not for me. But the guys came in here and they stole all of our studio equipment. So if you hear the uh, the stuff going in and out, uh, just bear with us. We're going to fix it. We, we're aware of it. We got headphones on. This is fucking professional. We're aware of it. Just bear with us. It might be quiet. I'll, I'll keep you. I'll vamp. But... um. For now, just fucking sit tight. This just in. Breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. Fresh out of somewhere with a local Fox station. <laughs> Is it a hats off or a gloves off? Oh, shit. Good call. Oh, you know what it might be? Oh, fuck. I don't know what to do. Gloves off to a man from El Mirage, Arizona. Arizona. Um, a man was uh, interviewing with the police department. That's the man? Yes, this oh, is I the I thought gentleman. that was uh, a girl the whole time. It's Fat Naz. I thought that was Ellen Page. <laughs> Elliot Page. Fatter Naz. Fatter, fatter No, but I thought Naz. it was the Ellen back when it was still Ellen, because I really thought that was a lady. Friend of the host, future guest on the pod. We just got to arrange it, but um, yes, he does look... Uh, yeah, good luck arranging that. I don't know if he looks like Naz, or they both just look like all the guys in Arizona. Yeah, they're just long-haired, uh, uh, like long, dark-haired Mexican dudes. But they're like you can tell they're Mexican, but they're still pale, kind of. Yeah, type light of dudes. skinned. Yeah, light skinned it did. So Sergio Celaya, cool Ooh. name. Yeah, it's a pretty, that is a pretty fucking cool name. Yeah, Celaya to pussy. I like this guy. So is this a hats off or a gloves? It's off? a gloves off. I hit oh, the shit. bell. Oh, I for, yeah, all right. Posterity. Forgot about the bell. There were so many drops in a row. I forgot. Oh, dude, I got fucking, I dip my hands in butter. I'm doing so many drops. Um, so this dude, 
uh, admits to having child pornography during his police department interview. Um, now, you save that info for the retirement party. That's, <laughs> that's when you drop it. I was literally going to say, just wait till they give you a badge. Then they will do everything within their power to protect your secrets. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. So he's taking- Yeah, except uh, bang that guy's wife and gangbang that guy's wife oh, in yeah. Memphis. Or- well, they didn't say you're going to keep their hands off your wife, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an unfortunate series of. But she's claiming she was groomed, and she's suing. Ugh, ugh. You weren't groomed. You're just the chick that would say yes, and you're you're attractive enough yet ugly enough. People are like, I would fuck her, and she would say yes. So I approached her with it. It was pretty. It was uh. If you think of like the girls who participate in gangbangs at that advanced age you know not like oh i was in high school oh, i didn't know anything but uh in that context girl, she's like a she, she's but she looks exactly like she <laughs> all like a gangbang girl like that's how they look <laughs> when gotta, you look up gangbang porn it's never the hottest porn stars it's the most average yeah ones i gotta grab that like, little pamphlet of stars and <laughs> oh, this, ain't, this is a nice little gangbang book oh, it depends on the area too you know what I mean? A gangbang book, I imagine, in uh, New York or Los Angeles is going to look a lot better than the gangbang book in Seattle. I'm not even talking about Omaha. Oh, don't even bring up Omaha. The gangbang book is like a page and a half. <laughs> and it's mostly farm animals. It's just a uh, a guy pins something to the corkboard at the laundromat. <laughs> yeah. He says, who wants to bang me? Uh, my wife's a cop slut. Who wants to get in on this? So uh, back to uh, Sergio Serea, um, and from El Mirage, Arizona. So he was uh, hoping to get a job with the Arizona Police Department, um, which unfortunately not even as a police officer. Uh, it was a police assistant job, which I don't even know what that is. It's like a like a clerk. Like you go to downtown, you go to LA Metro, right? And like the, even the dude working the front get desk is like a full officer. But I imagine in like small towns, it's like oh, I'm just a dude secretary. I tell you to sit there and I grab the guy for you or whatever. Oh, okay. So you don't think, yeah, sometimes they have to hire him in. They don't give him the gun. Yeah, of course. Um, so he was uh, undergoing a polygraph test, which we all know at this point. I don't know who still believes lie detectors are real. No, we uh, we used them and uh, we put a bunch of liars onto it and I think they all passed. People who, by the way, our interrogation has stood the test of time. Are like the the way we interrogate two people? of the three people we interrogated for being scumbags. Oh, our interrogate have gone missing. One is still missing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like they're yeah. We did scumbags. really uh, ask the scummiest. Yeah, the well. So basically, we were at this guy's apartment, and a twenty went missing off the coffee table. They were placing bets, watching a UFC fight. So they wanted to get a lie detector in to be like, "Did you steal my 20? But my train of thought was the whole time was, "Of course he stole your twenty. It's your fault for just leaving a twenty on a coffee table with this group of individuals." <laughs> well, actually, I mean that I was excited to do it because. Knowing both people, knowing the accuser, the one who said his money was stolen more than the other one, I watch him lose money all the time. This same man, <laughs> I bought, had to buy something for him because, and it got, I, he paid me for it, but I got it delivered to my house. He gave me a hundred. It cost fifty. I gave him fifty back. Then he lost that fifty. Blame me because he said I should have given him uh, like some tens and twenties. That way, he wouldn't have lost all his money. He would have just dropped one bill. And he, he was wants legit the bill. Pissed. He yeah. wants the bill to be of the lowest value. So if he drops a bill, 
You can have more. <laughs> <It's> so. just... <laughs> anyway, yeah, these guys, we interviewed some dirtbags, lie detectors, don't work. Anyway, so he's being polygraphed uh, for the assistant job, uh, blah, blah, blah. He told officers that he had videos of his ex-girlfriend when they were underage and admitted going on a website where girls sent him videos of underage girls having sex. Um, so basically through the interrogation, they were like, well, whoa, whoa, red flag. Well, also, I'm sure the first one, if he was like, hey, these are from, we made them when we were both 16, they would have been like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, got, I got some of that, too. Those are memories. Well, also, but then when he said he's going to a website and getting fresh stuff sent to him. Yeah, 100%. No. That's if you a... just have nostalgia porn that you made, <laughs> that's completely, yeah. No, but kids have gotten in trouble for, like, having a picture of their own dick on their phone. Yeah, I remember technically that. technically child porn. But um, this is very close to one of my moves in a job interview. Admitting to having a job. Like, <laughs> is that how you got the job working in the showbiz, Mitch? Close enough, baby girl. No, but the um, when they ask you, like, hey, do you ever lose your temper? Do you ever do this or that? I always, th I always, I have like a made up event. Like, yeah, I really flipped out and I called this woman a bitch when I was like 21 and I really regret it. But like being 30 and saying that, they'd be like, wow, he oh, he just called her a bitch. And that was like 10 years ago and that still eats him up. Uh, he's a good guy. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a, yeah. That's yeah. a nice little you like, give him a little decoy. I'm admitting to something, but I've, I've grown, I'm a grown fucking man now, but I still feel bad about that. It's like, it's got a lot of layers to it that, that, that are nice. They still don't give you the job and then they go in the bathroom and you've just completely destroyed it. Well, I'm admitting. This guy did have anger. I'm saying all this. I'm like, well, I, I really flipped out. I called this woman a bitch when I was 21. And the whole time I'm just browsing child pornography <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> yeah, one second, chief. Ooh, I turned my phone sideways. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Give me a minute. Hold on. This is time sensitive. Sorry, do you guys have a bathroom around? Yeah. You know what? Actually, can I just get this office? Is this, is this, are you guys on dial up? Shouldn't have given me free Wi Fi. This is what <laughs> happens. Listen, if this interview would have started on time, <laughs> I budgeted my time exactly. But now I'm 45, you're 45 minutes late, which means I'm 45 minutes late. And I don't know if that's a characteristic you look for in employees, punctuality. But that's me, Mr. Punctuality. I'm your guy. Where's the cleanup? They call me CP, Captain Punctuality, which also stands for my favorite hobby, <laughs> child pornography. <laughs> so he's, uh, so they're like, well, that's fucking, he's like, okay, that's a little odd. He's like, they're like, and is that all of the underage porn you have? And he's like, oh, I actually go to this site too and get, like, as you referred to it as freshies. <laughs> Get some fresh, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the strange. Well, I'm just thinking, yeah, fresh fresh in this sense has a lot of meaning. Just like, like his nickname. <laughs> where, you know, the, the kids power. are younger, so they're fresher. And then it's, yeah, fresh stuff that you didn't make yourself with your of-age girlfriend, at least uh, when you were both the same age. I like freshy, though. If it wasn't, if the implication wasn't it was children, it's a, it's a better... Well, you can use it for anything. Well, because, yeah, because you said, oh, dudes would be like... I oh. mean, I don't think the pedophiles have that locked down. <laughs> I just thought of it. Well, also, we can steal it. What are they going to be like? No, that's our thing. <laughs> You're like, True. What do you mean by our? <laughs> Who's we? <laughs> I just meant like the royal we, like a uh, <laughs> uh, uh, kid fuckers as a whole. Where's your meetings, bub? <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know. I lost my point. We'll continue. Um, El Mirage Police Department, blah, blah, blah. So basically, they went to his house. <laughs> They found evidence of child pornography in the home. Basically, they opened up his computer, and he had, like, files on his desktop named, like, 
do not open, mom. <laughs> like it just, and they're like, well, open. Hey, you know what? Oh, something about my my detective instincts. I've been on this job a long time, and just something tells me to open up this one that says, do not double click, mom. <laughs> Top secret journal entry. And it was more child pornography with children ranging from 7 to 17. Damn. Which, how do you have the age? Like, it's that Chappelle joke where it's yeah, like, how do you the, the girl that? holding her ID in the, while she's getting pissed on? Yeah, what a trip. Yeah, how would they know they're seven? I guess maybe, I don't know. Um, Saleh was charged with two counts of sexual exploita- exploitation of a minor. So, mm. it's fine. Uh, the way things are going, um, he'll be out. He's probably already out. This story's from yesterday, and he's probably molesting somebody as we speak. So like, he didn't get the job? Maybe, like, maintenance guy at the police department? Custodian? Well, let's just say he's uh, he's got th- three square meals now. <laughs> yeah, they hired him. Uh, except his uniform is bright orange. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to be an inside man, all right? We need you to get beat up by all the chomo slayers out there. Oh, they just pull the Mark Wahlberg from The Departed on him where they bring him to the office? You ain't going to be a fucking cop. And they just, like, we need you. We You're need gonna you. You're going to be a pedophile. To go in there. Yeah, that's, they just put the story out get your so it doesn't kicked. arouse suspicion. And uh, yeah, he's in there working on the inside. We planted stories in, in, in local, local ABC, local Fox affiliates right after weather. They're going to show you. So, so your cover's all good, man. Uh, and then once you get in there, just try not to get murdered by all the other inmates whose number one thing is killing pedophiles. <laughs> do uh, do like uh, arm crunches on stacks of books. That's just a scene from The Departed. Yeah. Was it just the bench? I thought it was just the benches. I don't he's know. Doing, just, he's it's, doing it's, the dips. It's only for like, yeah, he's doing dips. Yeah, he is doing dips. Mm, fucking question me. Um, well, who, I didn't question you. No, nah, I know. You're that, fired up. This guy's fired up. Today. I just watched he's that, accusing me. Of... I just watched that fucking movie. That's such a good movie. When he he's leaving, he's like, Unreal. "How about you just give me a gun and let me blow my fucking brains out?" And then she tracks him down with the pills. Two pills with the prescription. Best she line was, in that whole movie. Is, which no uh, wait, let me get to it. She oh, goes because she tracks him down. She's like, "Here's your prescription if you're going to stop being a fucking baby." He goes, "She goes, I don't know what it is about the last patient of the day." He goes, "The end of the day, you're tired. It's not some fucking supernatural." <laughs> <laughs> He just calls her a dumb bitch to her face, and then she still wants to fuck him. Go on. He just has great lines with that girl. He goes to her, her apartment for the first time. You don't have it. You don't have any animals. I like that. Oh yeah, or, yeah. You don't have cats. Yeah, he goes, I like he goes, that. You don't have a cat. <laughs> she goes, No. He goes, I thought you had a cat. <laughs> the, no, the best line is that uh, his cousin in the beginning when he's doing a coke deal, and he just goes, "Man, Puerto Ricans think they're so smart." They knew anything. They wouldn't be Puerto Rican. <laughs> As he's getting back in the car after like a business deal, if Puerto Ricans think they're so fucking smart, if they were so smart, they wouldn't be fucking Puerto Rican. That's so funny. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, um, that's it for the story. A couple of light racism thrown. I think up front and at the end, we're a we're a well-rounded crew. What do you guys, man? I got a hats off. Hey, hats off to you, sir. See, I like this story because uh, when I saw the headline, it was gonna I was gonna be a gloves off. But after reading it, it's a definite hats off to this woman. So uh, there was this twenty eight year old woman, and uh, she met her boyfriend, and he wanted to have sex with her. 
I guess like right when she got there, you called her in and she wasn't feeling it for whatever reason. I mean, I don't like being denied. I may have, I may have gotten cunty when I've been, you know, when someone's been like, I'm not feeling it right now where I'm like, yeah, but, but, uh, I haven't really actually done anything or, or threatened. I've just been maybe pouty. I never threatened. I just like, I just remind them that I own a gun. Yeah, well, I just, yeah, I just start cleaning it. <laughs> That's fine. No, actually, I'll drive you home. I have to stop by the gun store and get more bullets anyway. <laughs> I have to stop by the knife and rope store. Because <laughs> some people are vindictive. A gentleman we all know from back in the Marty's days told me that one girl wouldn't have sex with him, so he forced her to leave his house right then in that exact moment and then called the cops on her for driving drunk. Bruh. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Mike's off. What? Who? Uh, from at from Georgia. Oh, okay. All right. So they made an appointment. I mean that that is really fucked up, but also very very funny to do. But out of spite and knowing the guy too is extra funny. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Him so... just pissed off and him not doing it as a joke. It because that is a funny joke. That's a good practical joke that would ruin someone's life. But that's not a practical. Was joke. even funnier for my practical perspective. joke can't be cost you like fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> but what's even funnier from my perspective is him being actually fucking pissed off. Yeah, that's like why pacing he did in it. his apartment and calling the police. Because from what I can understand from what he told me, the girl obviously was drunk and she still wanted to stay. Kind of like you know, I'm still going to crash over, but we ain't fucking. You're insane. And then he just was like, get out now, go now, and then call the cops. Jesus. So this couple had been dating for about seven months. Okay. She denied him, uh, he was denied sex, and so he threatened to uh, release porn of them. I guess the, more porn of couples. So they made some sex tapes, and he was like, I'm just going to blast this all over the internet. RP. And uh, if you don't fuck me. So I think she might have even acted like she was going to bang him because he went, he went and got in the shower. And then she took a knife, and it was his knife, too. This is what makes it the worst, and then cut his dick off. So while I do think this uh, lady went too far, don't, if you've been dating someone seven months and they, uh, and, uh, the, they just don't want to have sex right then that one time, don't threaten to release porn of them. Seven months? Also, you're never... Yeah, you shouldn't be denying anyone at seven months. But this clearly isn't the most Also, if I'm going to proposition my girlfriend like that, I'm going to hide the knives. I'm going to lock the door when I take a shower. My most vulnerable? Are she you probably picked me? it with the knife. She can pick her nose. I don't care. Just fucking... Well, you don't want to threaten the... Um... Bathroom doors are notoriously the easiest to pick. For a selfish reason, it seems really dumb to threaten to release these tapes because, uh, hey, guess who, uh, pun intended, got cut off from uh, making more sex tapes with me? No more. I was kind of apprehensive, but I let you do it because you're charming, but no longer am I going to allow you to uh, make, make fuck videos of me. No more. Well, that's like, I think that's an actual crime now. Revenge porn. Releasing it? Yeah. It's like, that's serious time now. Which it used to just be like, hey, come on, man. The judges go, not cool, bro. Well, uh, I guess this dude, this was child porn now that I think about it. Because uh, when I was in high school, this girl just showed up to our school out of nowhere, like midweek, mid-semester, really weird. You know, very sudden the way she showed up. Of course. 
Turns out that she had a boyfriend. She had a boyfriend at a rival school, and she cheated on him. And he had taken naked photos of her, so he just posted them all over the school, and then and then made a website called shannonisaslut.com. Because I didn't go to the her school, so I never. But we saw him from the website, obviously, and we were like, yeah, we were like sixteen. But the this craziest, guy got a domain name. The craziest thing about the Shannon girl is. We uh, were all partying at Club Dell, which was a Del Taco that we would just have our parties there. The regular parties got broken up. And she flashed me her tits in the Del Taco parking lot, and I didn't even ask. So she did not learn her lesson. This girl had to transfer schools, was humiliated, had a website of her with naked photos, and she still did it. That was wild. Yeah, she just finally figured out how to empower herself. Because that's what makes a strong woman nowadays, is uh, showing your knockers. You, she she just leaned into it. She was just a little too early. I've seen girls go wild. They they look strong. <laughs> I said, is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg at that bar in in fucking Orlando? There are dude. It's never it's not RBG, but there are uh, people like that. There's a uh, this middle aged uh, like newscaster weather woman in like Cincinnati who's been trying to get. Uh, her girl's gun wild footage deleted for a long time because she at 18 like entered a wet t-shirt contest and now she has like a credible career that would that that's the revenge porn they can't take away people will just find all the girls gun wild girls and then link them to their public profiles and have pictures of their uh, husbands and stuff and comment on their linkedin page their families yeah <laughs> so they're getting tortured sorry what'd she do with the knife she cut his dick off. Oh, that's right. So I, not, not hands off to cutting his dick off, but he started it by threatening. No, oh, it's a, every action equal and opposite reaction. He should be mad at Newtonian physics. Well, honestly, the way I think, I think Nothing he should. from the scientist? He should, uh. An Isaac Newton joke? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this isn't a Newton crowd, all right? They... He should have just got a new girlfriend. There are uh, plenty of women who won't deny you sex for many, many years. Oh, of course. So get the kind of girl who doesn't deny you sex. If you're with a girl who's going to deny you sex seven months in, you're just going to flip out, say, I'm going to release all this porn of us. Bro, I got a low libido. I got to threaten my chick to stay away from me. And the thing about once she says no and then... You start threatening her. What What do you talk her into it? And she reluctantly does it. And then you just have really shitty sex. Might as well just go jerk off at that point. Well, the problem is, um, see, women are emotional creatures, right? Indeed. So what Newton she, taught me what that. What she should have done would be like, all right, that's the last straw, clearly. Like, this guy's a fucking asshole. I'm going to somehow, like, drain his bank account. Because that's where women have power in society is... You'd be like, By taking a... men's money? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I did. Yeah. If was... you're in a breakup or something, like the courts are on your side, like if you've lived together for a certain amount of time, you you can walk away scot-free. Figure out how to fucking ruin this guy's life. But now you're the one in fucking jail. She figured out how to ruin his life. Oh, of course. She, but, uh... but there's... You want to fuck me, huh? You can come out on top without being in jail and fucking... Oh, man. Also... I always love when a criminal's actually caught red-handed. Nice. Yeah, when she, it's so literal like She has that. to have fucking dick blood on her hand. I like the move she did, though, where she just uh, walked right down to the front desk of the hotel. Was he listening to music in the shower? Like, a pack of chainsaw, what? <laughs> He's just getting all amped because his bitch just told him off. He's just rapping in the shower, and then she and then she, she just swings the shower curtain open. He goes, ah! <laughs> and she slices his dick off. Well, I, w- I would really like to know the specific process because... I feel like if 
if a girl came in while I was showering and went to cut my dick off, she would definitely cut me and probably badly, but I don't think she would have time to get all, you know, to get around, to wiggle under, to get under the, you know, the taint base. And my girlfriend, if she... I feel like I'd get sliced like in the stomach and bleed out that way, but yeah. she would miss the dick or she'd get an artery in my thigh. If I was taking a shower, completely unaware that this was potentially coming. Blasting Limp Biscuits, chocolate starfish in the chocolate flavored water. All right, hot dog flavored water. But the if I'm just in there, just just vibing out to a shower, right? Listening to fucking Boom by P.O.D. Boom, here comes the boom, ready or not. Here come the boys from the south. And then she, my girlfriend, I'm naked, vulnerable, surprised. She is on a purpose with a large knife. All that is is a level playing field. <laughs> I'm still gonna, <laughs> I'm still coming out on top there. Yeah, I think she dropped blood because she'll, she'd she'll probably my, drop the knife and it'd land on your forearms foot. or something. I'd my immediate reaction. I'm thinking instinctually. I would use the shower curtain in some type of Jackie Chan fashion. I'd like wrap her up in it. Oh yeah, and then I'd like slide under the toilet out the front door, butt naked. Yeah, I would uh, lift knife arm up in the air, slide a bar of soap right b- under her foot. And then she just tumbles. Slips, oh, I got the pumice on the soap. I got the pumice stone on a string. You shove the loofah in her mouth. I may, yeah, I, I link. You it do with a David the and Goliath with the pumice stone on a string. <laughs> Thank God I got the soap on a rope for Christmas. <laughs> I hit her with the shower radio. Fucking <laughs> that fog-free mirror that fogs up somehow faster than the regular mirror. Well, don't you have to attach it to the hot water source? Don't you have to? What? Isn't that how fog-free mirrors work? No, it's just, it sticks. It says it doesn't fog, but it fogs. It you know what this No, you're supposed to fill those with hot water. Are you? Yeah. There's no... There's no outlet. chamber? It's just like stainless steel. Because yeah, yes. every every uh, shower mirror... I've never owned one, but every shower mirror I've seen... I got this for $3. It has, has a little tank where you can just fill it with hot water, or you can tar- attach it directly to the shower head, and... That's the hot water constantly circulating is what do you keeps also have a massage chair? I don't you, own one, just, but yeah, they do sell it at Sharp Room trade nine ninety nine. I've been looking at it. <laughs> no, I did. I've never had a fa- I've never had a shower. While we're on the subject, shower mirror. I got no stir peanut butter, which it's never been an issue outside of like the organic peanut butters where the oil like will sit on top. It's called no stir Kroger <clears throat> peanut butter. It's the only peanut butter I've had to stir so much in my whole goddamn life. Wow. Like Jif or fucking Peter Pan or Skippy. Yeah, I just get the Jif natural one because I don't really like a uh, regular. That's like, a good one. The brown. I don't like like the Trader Joe's Whole Foods peanut butter. It's too grainy. It's fine, but it's driving me crazy. Every time I open this peanut butter, it's a forearm workout and it says no stir. That's insane. And it's literally the opposite. It's insane. Continue. I don't know. There's not much else. She's, you know, she's been arrested. She's, uh, and they're waiting to interview the boyfriend. So at this point, this is fresh. I knew the hot one because there was a big one. Remember in the nineties, the, uh, it was in Indonesia too. Oh, that's not even news. He's now in intensive care. The, um, there was a big one in the nineties where the lady cut her husband's dick off. The Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah. Yes. Um, then there was another big one. It has to be between it was 2000- his big one. Yeah. He yeah. did a porn between 2009 and 2011. If I can find the story, I'm not doing it. But around that time period, because my friend was dating, like, the niece of the guy who got his dick cut off. His... Wasn't it Joey Buttafuoco? No. Maybe. 
That sounds. What is Joey Buttafuoco? F- he's like he either got his dick I've, cut off no, or no, no, no. something. He's the, um, he's the the Long Island one where he was like the mechanic who like fucked that young chick and then his wife got mad. For some somehow it was national news, but he like fucked a teenager or something. The name Buttafuoco rang out. It did. It still rings out. Yeah. It's like a reference I'll hear like on radio. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Well, the Lorena Bobbitt one was big enough where at school we had that song uh, where it was like, in the in the kitchen, the quiet kitchen, Lorena grabs a knife. In the kitchen, the quiet kitchen, Lorena grabs a knife. A weenie whack, a weenie whack, a weenie whack, a weenie whack. You guys didn't know that one? No. I probably made it up. That's pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good one if you made that up. A oh. weenie whack? That's good. Joseph A. Buttafuoco is an auto body shop owner from Long Island who had sex with a minor, Amy Fisher. Fisher subsequently shot his wife in the face. Jesus Christ. Oh, so it was, okay. Long Island Lolita was her name. Long Island so Lolita. Just a guy, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just a guy who owns a body shop in Long Island. Just an absolute Ginzo greaseball. Look at his fucking face, dude. And then he he fucks a 17-year-old, so the 17-year-old shoots his wife in the face. And now his name rings out in the streets. Yeah, and I think he, he but he's so like, uh, I think he did like the celebrity boxing that Tanya Harding did, like that type of oh, stuff. Oh, like Danny Bonaducci. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> Some other dumb old Italian guy I'm not supposed to know about. But whoever Lorena Bobbitt's husband is who got his dick cut off, John Bobbitt, I think his name is, he, once he got it reattached, he got paid a bunch of money and he did a porn. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's oh. got to feel good to think you have no dick for the rest of your life. And next thing you know, you're with like, Mary Carey and Maserati. John and Lorena making Bobbitt. a movie. Her name is Lorena Gallo now, so she's a dumb Italian too now. Well, I think yeah, I think he was abusive. I tried to watch. There was a Lorena Bobbitt like a true you know documentary series, but it was too boring. Um, the reason I brought up the other one because it is special is uh, she put his penis in the garbage disposal. Yeah, she cut off this guy. She tied him to the bed like they were getting into some kinky sex. She's like Southeast Asian or something. Um, And he, she cut his dick off. He almost bled out to death, and she put his dick in the garbage disposal. There was there was no reattaching. Did we do that as a story before? I probably brought it up. We've been friends for a long time, Spencer. Oh yeah. So one eighty two, we probably covered. Our (laughs) our friend anniversary is coming up. What are you? What are we gonna get each other? Friend anniversary. I, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I think about it. I probably met you in what, like July 2014? Maybe. I'm trying to think. It was midsummer, I think, 2014. Damn. Back in the old, uh, I know, that's so fucking long ago. The fucking rock paper. The building, where I think, where we probably met isn't even there anymore. Oh, rock paper? And Nerd Melt. Nerd Melt? Yeah, but no, it's gone. It's a, it was a we fucking... petitioned. We said that's where we <laughs> met. <laughs> This is a story. They wouldn't even landmark. listen to us. This town, they don't. I mean, we're on top of the Capitol Records building, and you think we'd be able to get one lousy building from but, being demolished? But it's so high in all the wind, our voices don't travel from up here. <laughs> yeah, they just can't hear us. All the yeah, we should we should have <laughs> climbed down and asked them. All the Iranian fucking land developers cutting up every building on Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard with an ounce of grace and replacing them with like flat walled glass buildings. It's so ugly. It's all it's they all Iranians. Oh, yeah. Persians and gay guys pretty much run real estate, especially in West L.A. 
I gotta get. I'm, I got an Iranian friend, and they all, uh, they're all Manhattan Beach people. Maybe they're they're gonna. I hope they don't fuck up Manhattan. Well, Beach. Well, no. If, if I was rich in real estate, that's where I'd live is Manhattan Beach. And then you just fuck up Hollywood. Yeah, you fuck up Hollywood. You fuck up North Hollywood. You fuck up Burbank. But yeah, then you go live in like La Cunada, Flint Ridge, exactly. Manhattan Beach, one of those just very yeah out of very the way, cool out of the way places. It's, it's its own municipality, so you don't have to deal with like L.A. bullshit. It's a nice suburban. You got the deal. Um, yeah, cut his dick off through the garbage disposal. Um, no sewing that one back. He's Catherine not getting. He's not Decker. getting a porn. That's and what did for I say? Sure. July twelfth, two thousand eleven. About three years before we met, Spencer. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so what do you got? No, my 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 penis is tingling now. It this is a hot one. Good. Well, how should I summarize that one? Just a a revenge porn penis cut. Cool. Let's get the cliff notes. We need a stenographer. I'd, I'd... We had one, but she said we we're verbally abusive to her. She was a cunt. Yeah, she was. She lucky I wasn't physically abusive. You want me to treat you as an equal, Margaret? Huh? Huh? Hike up that skirt. Well, I hit male stenographers, all right? <laughs> sock them down. Do you know how you got this job? I punched the last guy square in his cocksucker. <laughs> I heard a guy call a mouth a cocksucker. That hasn't happened in like 12 years. That's the first time I've heard it. Referring to his, he's like, that guy just needs to shut his cocksucker. Like, it doesn't like work he, because he's not a calling cocksucker? someone a cocksucker is so common that, it, yeah, it's hard to get your mind exactly. to go was, there. I was like 12 steps away and I was like, God damn, he got me. <laughs> But the, uh, so here we go. Um, a man, I'd like to give a location for this, but he covered literally half of these United States, this union of ours. Um, so this is, I mean, a fucking, it's a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. Because this gentleman has the true American spirit. All right. A lot of people, you know, you're on a road trip, your car breaks down, you're disenchanted, right? Yeah. You blow, but you blow a belt, it takes, you know, it kills your day or whatever, but then at the end of the day, you're back on the road. But then, like, the next day, you blow out a tire. It's not just a tire, you fucked up the rim. Now you gotta get, like, a set of two at least. They don't have your model, it's a small, t- you know what I mean? Oh, it's getting you, worse. I'd eventually just, like, fly home, send me my car, or I'll be back, I'm gonna continue my journey I'll just park it here for three weeks, get away from it for a while. I'll, I'll take I'll the bus, and I'll, I'll be back here. So th- one man with the gumption of one of the founding fathers <laughs> did this with an aeroplane. He crashed. He, so he's from Michigan. He bought a, a plane. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's like the Seafarer or the, the, the something, the Sea the sea Wind 3000. So he bought this plane in California, right? It's about 20 Thing years is old. It's crazy looking. It's fucking sweet. It's an amphibious vehicle. Yeah. So, but it doesn't look like a It's like an a actual, normal float plane. Exactly. It looks like a speedboat, but it can fly. Yeah, and it's just you wouldn't think the propellers would be where they are. It's fucking sweet. Um, apparently there are issues with the design. Yeah, I, I know that. I can see that. I'm not even a planeographer <laughs> or planeologist, and uh, I can see that. Oh, man. So he goes, uh, <laughs> planeologist? He crashed this plane trying to get it back home from California to Michigan. He crashed the plane seven times <laughs> in seven days. <laughs> Dang. Resilience. Oh, absolutely 
brutal. So he he fills up in California, shake of the deal. Here's the pink slip. Fucking, I'll register it when I get home. He hops in. He does a couple minor tests or whatever. He gets in. He's over New Mexico. He starts going, oh, fuck, something's wrong here. So uh, the first of seven crashes happened while attempting to land after a test flight in California. Oh, I missed the first one. So, <laughs> so he hasn't even left California. This was the test flight to see, like, if the plane is is uh, airworthy. And he crash landed it. Um, the landing gear was still up. So he went to put the landing gear down, and it didn't go down. So he went to land like normal, thinking the landing gear was down, but it never opened. So he skidded up, but it's like the plane survived, clearly, because we have- Because he had six more. We have the gift of hindsight. He said the plane was banged up pretty good, but still flight-worthy, and nobody was injured. So he gets up in the morning. He's like, let's take this baby home. So he stalls over Arizona, glides into New Mexico, which is so funny, planes. It's just like you can just be- you can just glide for a state- yeah, I'd, yeah. I'm curious how far he, how close he was to the to the state line. I mean, that's awesome, though. That's so sweet. Be like the plane. I I had troubles Pure in terror Arizona. in Arizona, and but pretty cool gliding once I got to New Mexico. So he said uh, he's flying over. The engine just completely stalls out. He can't get it restarted. So he starts gliding into New Mexico. Um, he finds an airport. Clear traffic. Everything lines up right. But he still. <laughs> Uh, took out two airport signs and runway lights, a series of runway lights. So he's still like fucked up pretty good. And then, uh, so he gets it. He said he did some little fixes himself. He, uh, dropped some info with the airport, obviously, cause they're going to, they need to trade information. Yeah. They got questions. He's got a fender bender. He just fell out of the fucking sky. <laughs> just show up un- unannounced and just wreck your fucking airport. Um, so the next one, he gets up in the morning, you know, fresh cup of joe, takes a good dump. You know, there's no, he's running, he's doing solo flights up there, right? So he's, he's not like he can run to the bathroom. So he's like, all right, let's empty the, let's drain the main vein while it's accessible. Gets in his plane. It's all home free from here. This is day three of trying to get this fucking plane. He should have just, his plan was to gas up in Texas and then fly up to Michigan. It was just a hop and a skip. And he's like, I might as well take the scenic route. So this is day three. He should have already been home by now. So here's here's what we know for day three. We know for sure that this crash also took place in the same airport as New Mexico as crash number two. <laughs> However, it's totally unclear exactly what happened. No one knows. Which means like, it's crazy to be like- Was this guy not... still alive? Yeah, same guy, same plane. Well, how is it unclear then? He's just throwing duct tape on shit at this point. Well, I'm just, I guess I'm trying to jump. By the... Did any of these crashes kill him? No. Um, so basically I, I, and it's weird for me if for them to have no details of this one, I mean, like it had to be, have like trouble getting off the ground or something, but it says a crash. So you have to have reasonable like velocity, right? Yeah. Is implied with crash, but then also there's no detail. It's not like they were like the airport's trying to hide it. He clearly crashed here yesterday. When you would think people would be filming it if it, you know. Same plane, same guy, same airport. This crash is just an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. They need some GoPros on this plane. After after crash two, someone should have jumped in and be like, "Can we start recording you?" <laughs> no, they want to probably want to stay the fuck away from. Like, yeah, let's suction cup a GoPro. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then let me get two hundred yards this way before you even start the engine on this fucking. I don't want death you trap. gliding into my head. So after leaving New Mexico and being up in the air for a couple hours, more problems arose. The left wing hinge tab was stuck, and the plane was pitching up, meaning he was stuck. 
just gaining elevation. <laughs> so now he's like, this fucking thing <laughs> won't land. And now it's taking me to space. <laughs> so it said he was like 20,000 feet above. He was like up where commercial airliners are supposed to be. Ooh. And somebody radioed him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing up here in a just boat? Keeps going up and up. Keep and in up. mind, he's in a boat <laughs> that just happens to fucking fly. So he, so he fixes it. He figures it out. He does. He says he took uh, every single bit of strength I could muster up in my body, and for- to not go to the moon. Wait, 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 wait. And four attempts to land this thing. That's a quote. He's like, it took every goddamn thing I had and four tries <laughs> to get this thing on the goddamn ground. He lands in Nebraska, and he says that was the roughest one. Keep in mind, he's referring to full fucking plane crashes. (laughs) He's like... So that's the only one that phased him. The first three weren't that bad. I kind of glid into New Mexico, and then really the guy at the airport said he was going to fill me up. He didn't. That's the the third crash. But he's like, yeah, this, this one really did me in. So he took a day off, came back, did some repairs for a day, and then took off the next day. You know, you just got to gather himself. Yeah, and he had to, you know, get all the kinks worked out so he didn't continue elevating. (laughs) Let's just, like, bro, if you buy a plane and you're going to fly it home to Michigan from California, at least, like, throw some WD-40 on some shit. Yeah, lube up the plane. It's it's also, it's a seafaring plane. So the salt water is going to corrode even faster. Bro, if you buy a car in California, you have to replace the brakes more often than a dry climate. Like, Yeah, that's why that's a... That's a bad design for a plane because the actual body of the plane is touching the water, whereas the float plane, there's, you know, there's legs to separate. Yeah. So after repairs, Collier performed a test flight that ended in yet another crash <laughs> into a different airport But in it was Nebraska. a test crash, though. He was like, all right, I need it before I make the final leap. Which, by the way, he's made it from California to New Mexico, New Mexico to Nebraska. He's almost home free. If he just gets up to altitude, he can almost glide into Michigan. <laughs> From what I've found. Here, parachute out, uh, sell the plane, and so he, take a train, maybe? <laughs> the only thing it's missing is an automobile. He, Because uh, I wonder if this is it's a crazy plane, which it seems like, or it appears a to crazy be. pilot. Clearly, it's both. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. This is a... a but what I... So I had a, a question along similar lines, but it's like... But my question is like... Do guys like this tend to buy things like this? Sure, yeah. It's more right. like it. You know what I mean? But anyway, so we're on to... Uh, he, so He had all these other practical planes that he could have gotten. He's like, but look, at the propellers are up there I'm on tired the of tail. This. Listen, I've had it. I've been a pilot for 33 years, and I have, I have had it up to here with planes that stay in the air. <laughs> Do you have any DeLorean-esque type planes that uh, will break down on me? Listen, no, you, you gave me the rigmarole, and you're trying to sell me sticker price. Listen, this is not my first rodeo. I want that one over there, because it looks like it's going to fall out of the fucking sky. <laughs> so after repairs, um, he took off from a Nebraska airport and crash-landed at a different Nebraska airport. <laughs> Which by now, like, news has to have spread. Because there's, like, there's quarters. There's quadrants, rather, for, like, U.S. Uh, United States air traffic, right? It's like LAX covers like Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona. Denver is like the hub for like, you know, that half of the Midwest. And then like Chicago, Atlanta, New York, like they're all split up. So this guy's still like, 
you're not going to believe this guy. I'm just, I'm just working the fucking, uh, the, whatever the tower the other day and a boat crashed into the airport. Well, he's certainly the talk of the tower for sure. But the I fact mean, they're that, on their little, like, you know, they're, uh, fucking he gets, little Facebook groups talking about him. He crash lands in Nebraska. He goes, that was the rough one. Keep in mind. He's in town for like three days. This is his longest stopover yet. And can't get any worse. You don't think people, like, when he takes off, they're like, all right, he's in the air. Like, just get on the horn to every other airport in Nebraska and <laughs> tell him heads up. You got a fucking boat headed your way. There may or may not be a boat crashing in your airport. <laughs> there but, may uh, or may not eyes be. Eyes and ears, people. Eyes and ears. <laughs> all right, fellas, this is what we train for. <laughs> if you see a fucking boat flying, let us know. So, uh, crash number six. The hydraulic pressure gauge was registering zero, Collier said. And the fuel gauge showed an uneven supply. He radioed the airport to ask whether there was a spotter on the ground who could look <laughs> look up as he passed and let him know if the landing gear was down. So he's not even going hailing the airport to be like, can I land here for another crash? He's just like, hey, can you guys look up and see if my landing gear is working? Because I don't know if you know this, but I've crashed five times. And one of them was because of the landing gear. <laughs> <laughs> so he um so it must not have been open because i would think from flying a plane you could you can feel it you know you can even just being on commercial planes you can hear and kind of feel the wheels come out or you like yeah there's like a pneumatic buzzing or something like, yes yeah. anyway so um he finds his airport in uh manistique michigan he hit nose first during the landing which <laughs> How do you do that? Jesus. No landing gear is how you do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm imagining because there's no front landing gear, he it had to have just like two I mean, back wheels. Coming out of the sky, and that then his way. nose came down. Wow. Crash number seven. This week-long nightmare ended on the 4th of July in Lake Self-inflicted nightmare. Oh, of course. Well, finally, he's on the water. Since the C-13000 had so many recent issues with the landing gear deploying, the pilot promised the FAA that he would keep the landing gear down for his 25-minute flight. He did not know that when he made the promise that he would be doing an emergency water landing due to the wing flaps not responding. <laughs> oh, so he shouldn't have had his gear down. The landing gear caused the plane to go vertically into the water nosed first. So he landed in Lake what Michigan. What a comedy of errors. Finally has his landing gear down and lands <laughs> and in the water. And that's the last thing you want is for your landing gear to work. Holy shit. Somehow he remained uninjured once again. However, the plane that should be able to float is now at the bottom of Lake Michigan. Oh, it didn't make it. It didn't make it. After all that, it got to Michigan. It crashed seven times on the way. The seventh and final crash. It didn't do what it's supposed to do the whole time, which is be a boat. So it's not a good boat or a plane. No. No, it's just well, the FAA is no. letting them fly. They're like, hey, hey, just bud. Just promise you'll just keep the please, landing gear down. Just please. And then he goes, you got it. I'm a man of my word. I'm a true American. I crashed this plane six times in the last six days. I'll keep that fucking landing gear down. You're the boss. And then he and then he goes, his test his fucking wing flaps or whatever. <laughs> and he goes, God damn it, I made them a promise. So he keeps the landing gear down, and it, it doesn't allow him to land in the water. So what I'm imagining is he's coming at some kind of an angle. The landing gear catches, and it shoots him directly, vertically into the fucking water. Because yeah. you get immediate drag. Yeah, yeah, those wheels ain't spinning. 
in uh in Lake Michigan, that's for sure. Oh, it's so fucking silly, dude. Oops. He should have need this. But I mean it looks cool, right? Yeah, it looks way cool. But, but it doesn't ex- yeah, it also it doesn't look that cool. Actually, it probably does. I was gonna say it doesn't look cool at the bottom of Lake Michigan, but I bet that looks awesome. It's a su- <laughs> it's a sweet fucking plane boat. The problem is it's not a plane or a boat. <laughs> it's neither. But this guy a goddamn American hero. Yeah. He uninjured. kept going. He didn't quit. He's no quitter. He uninjured is huge. Crashed a plane seven times and is completely uninjured. All he is is out, what, like fucking 20 grand for this stupid plane? That's all he paid was 20 grand? I don't know, something like that, I imagine. What's the used plane boat market look like? So an un- under 100K boat plane? Oh, it's got to be. Let's see. See when 3000 for sale? Jesus. Well, yeah, they're going to be banned for all time now. After this guy's... Uh... For sale popped up first. These things might be in demand. Well, I'm not buying one. I'm out. I was going to buy one. We were talking about getting one together. But uh, thank Holy God we saw this article. shit. The cheapest one is $185,000. So he's out a quarter of a million dollars. Get your money back, bro. Well, hopefully he got, went to Geico before he took this voyage. I mean, it's, if that thing literally, like, went on water and also flew, it's fucking sweet. Yeah. It looks like some future shit. Well, any vehicle, whether it's a tank that can drive and then go into the water, amphibious, anything amphibious is cool. Oh, those tanks that just come out of the water? They're like, we're on land now. Those are awesome. They're the alligators of, of the military world. If you go to the Patton Museum on the way to Phoenix in, like, your, I don't know where in California, somewhere really shitty, but... uh Needles? They've got one. It's, it's near needles, but it's not even good enough. Needles is better. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, all right, what do you got? One more. Well, I got a... This is a gloves off. This is a gloves off to a real quick journalists who uh, really just trick me because they don't realize things are fake. I had an... An article all lined up, ready to go, about this woman who trained 21 squirrels to attack her ex-boyfriend, and he, like, bit one of his testicles off and stuff. It's not true. It's all fake. It's from 2015. Squirrelina Bobbitt? This was all over the internet. Yeah, Squirrelina Bobbitt. That article seemed insane. So there's this guy. You know how we've talked about people, like, marrying or falling in love with inanimate objects. You know, speaking of planes, that, that lady married a plane. Someone married the Statue of Liberty or the, something. There was a train station. Um, there was that lowrider. People do it all the time. Yeah, so there's something going on in Peru. There was this... There was this Peru? He seems like a teenager, but he was hanging out at the park. But, no, he's not a teenager. He's got to be... He's in his 30s at least, but he was hanging out at the park and he kind of left his bag open and some cops looked in it. And there was a, there was a mummified human that's uh, 800 years old. <laughs> oh, the guy's 26. It was, it was nestled the, in... First he was a teenager, then he was in his 30s, so we just split the difference. He's a delivery man. Uh, the bag was found in his isothermal bag that he used to deliver food. And uh, he's, he's still... I guess he's still being detained... Until they figure out what's going on. But he claims there's this mummy named Juanita and he loves her. 
And he said it's been in his home for 30 years. So this mummy's been in his home longer than he's even been alive. And he says he's... Wait, in his home for how long? 30 years. His dad brought it home. From where? I'm not sure the origin of oh, this okay. mummy. Jesus. It's a mummy. I mean... And he sleeps in bed with it. I take care of her. I maintain her. She is my spiritual girlfriend. Get the fuck out of here! So I guess it's really a gloves off. It was more just... Did I say hats off? Yeah. I didn't mean that. I was mad at the journalist for giving me the bogus squirrel story. <laughs> Good thing we didn't record last week because I would I hadn't uh, I would I would have run that story. But oh, I found one of my stories on the way here. I'll tell you what, it was not the Sea Wind three thousand. It's fake. So it's a pre-Hispanic relic, and it turns out Juanita is Juan. So he's been in love with this mummy. Oh, he's gay the whole time, and he didn't even know he was gay. Yeah. Pinche maricón. For a mummy, dude. Yeah, the, the it's a mummy of a man who is at least 45 years old and should be referred to as Juan. That's what a specialist at the ministry said. The ministry of what? Buzzkills? <laughs> yeah, totally ruining my, my fucking relationship. And this it's weird, too, because this mummy's in the fetal position. I would If I was going to fall in love with a mummy, I would not want it in I'll the say, fetal Are you position. not allowed to have a mummy? Or maybe you just can't have him at the park. <laughs> he was just hanging out with his friends, kicking it. And they saw that he was carrying it around. Like, they just saw it kind of in the open bag. And they arrested him because they uh, said, oh, you can't sell mummies. You're trying to sell this mummy. And he was like, no, my friends just wanted to see it. I just brought the mummy to the park. I'm not selling it. Well, it's like you can't have remains, I guess. So but now the like... culture, because it's culture the culture culture ministry has now taken possession of the mummy does he get visitation does he get with the aim of preserving its heritage uh pretty much his mummy's been like come on by his son by him and his dad <laughs> for the last 30 years let's uh let this one go but let's find another mummy this one's done it's for. not your mummy now the this cultural center they're gonna put it in an exhibit and they'll what use it to get money i imagine this guy's just using it to get fucking his, his rocks off. Oh, what if they put it in a museum then he doesn't even live that far and he has to pay admission just to go see his girlfriend Juanita slash really boyfriend Juan. I smell the next Pixar movie. <laughs> just jerking off on the glass case <laughs> that is holding the mummy. Oh, it's my mummy. Because I get like... You I had it first. Finders Keepers, I had it for 30 years. Like, so at what point do I owe it to the government? If I find something, at what point is it the... Obviously, if it's like a fresh body... It's a mummy, though. No one's running forensics on a fucking Aztec. No, it's like 600 years old. Yeah, that's my fucking mummy, it's dude. It's pre-Hispanic. Pre-Hispanic, it's... That's old. That means old. It's fucking lion paw from Apocalypto. My father hunted these forests, and his father hunted these forests, and my dad fucked these mummies. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of sucks that he's... In the fetal position, I mean, Juan doesn't feel like a real man. I don't know. Why would, is that how he died or did they curl his corpse up like that? No, when they Juan was probably him? chilling. He slowly assumed the fetal position after getting molested every night for 30 years. He's, or <laughs> yeah, just being spooned for so long. He just, he just, cradled. he's been the little spoon for so long that he just fucking, his forehead hit his toes. His dad's probably gay and he knew he was gay. He probably fucked his dick off and now he just assumed it was a lady. 
So it was, it's a practical joke on his dad's part too, I assume. Yes, my girlfriend Juanita, she has a really she has tiny, tiny, barely eight cups, but that's she the has shit boobs. Because a mummy would sell boobs, you would be able to see the mounds. They do that shit in England too, where it's like, hey, I found like Roman coins like buried in my backyard. And they just take it from you. Yeah, no compensation, nothing. Or Aren't like, they the worst with that? With every museum, like they just stole. Yeah, they just raided every country, put it in their museums, and uh, the countries want it back. And they're like, well, there's some really great <laughs> interviews with uh, British museums. And the, whoever the director is telling them why they can't give it back. One of them just is like, well, uh, if we gave it back to this African, this Af these African coins, then everyone would want their stuff back. <laughs> That's basically his reason for like, we can't give anything back because we won't have a museum anymore. Well, but also there's a certain, like, I get it. Like, not all Africa is whatever, but it's, it's a fucking continent. But like, you can't give Africa and you can't give the Middle East their shit back. Because they won't take care of it. Yeah, they'll just blow it up or some terrorist will come in and just fucking... Like, the Mona Lisa would not have survived as long in fucking <laughs> Boko Haram. No, that's 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 Literally, also their like argument is like, you guys lost, just won't take care of it. We're taking really good care of it. We've lost all human civil, all human knowledge like three times. Like, the, the fucking Genghis Khan came in and just like burned the Library of Alexandria. Like, you, the, all human knowledge was lost. Like, to the point where it sends us into these mini dark ages because so much was fucking lost. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to send this this fucking tapestry back to a country that just blew up like a 1,000-year-old fucking Buddhist statue because some guy with a fucking turban decided chicks shouldn't talk that much. Take care of your country, and we'll consider letting you have visitation first to just, see if you can Just check handle your bitch. It. Your bitch can talk if you just check her every now and then. You don't have to dress her up all secretive. That's your problem is you, you got them Arabs and you, you North Africans. You, it's And it's nothing against Muslims. I'm Albanian. Half Albanians are Muslims. But these people, they just they just don't know how to control their ladies. And that's the problem. And I'm not saying I do, but I don't live in fucking buttfuck desert town. True. You just live in NoHo. Yeah. NoHo. Where they got <laughs> no hoes. No, sir. Fine women. Um, That's it for the pot, I guess. We're right? done. Went on a fucking chauvinist rant just to wrap it up, huh? Not another word. Not another Learn how to fucking handle your women. Yeah, you s We're looking at you, Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Any country that sounds like this. Is bad, yeah. It's not bad, it's just... Well, bad for the women, I was going to say bad for the women. Don't oppress women because you don't know how to fucking control them, you psychos. Um, but also, I guess they just blow up train stations and stuff too, so... Priorities, I guess. Um, this has been Hats Off, Gloves Off. Go follow at HogoPod on Instagram. I'm at Mitchell Filth. That's at Robot Spencer. Production team at Beam Jeremy. But once again, at HogoPod, comments, corrections, suggestions, good old-fashioned hate mail, all dick pics. Go to Robot Spencer. Bye. Ooh.